Welcome to You Wouldn't Download a Podcast. We're back. <laughs> that's how we start I'm, the podcast. I love, I love I, that. That's such a... Guy, I just want to say before we start, I love how we start the podcast. Every, every episode, Jeff does his signature phrase, <laughs> welcome to You Wouldn't Download a Podcast. And Welcome. And I, I, I hate to derail, but it just warms my heart every time. So please, well, please continue, Jeff. Okay. Can you do it um, one I'm, more time? All right, everyone. Welcome to You Wouldn't Download a Podcast. Yes. Welcome. Uh, so welcome. good. Welcome. Uh, Aaron Q, the Stone Cold entrance theme music with the shattering glass. And it's all right. Like, I'll add it in. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. In post. Okay. In post. In post. Yeah. Um, that's a industry term for post-production. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm Jeff. Uh, today we have... Our other hosts, you guys want to introduce <laughs> yourselves? Uh, hey, I'm. It's Jacob back on the podcast. What what the fuck's going on? You you wild you wild people. You, wild and crazy kids. You you glorious bastards. You 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 unruly bastards. What's going on? What's up, you YouTube. you wild fuck freaks? How's it going? How's it going? How are you doing, Aaron? Um, I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> it's been better, uh, uh, but ma- yeah, I'm doing just great. Maso menos, I yeah. think, is what you meant to say. Yeah. So yeah, we've uh we've been on a bit of a hiatus for a couple of uh weeks. You y'all may have noticed the world is kind of a fucked up place right now. Um. How have you guys been dealing with everything and coping? I'm sure you all are like as glued to fucking social media and all the movements and protests and shit that's been going on. Um, how are you guys coping? I up my Zoloft prescription. You up? Yeah. To like how many times? Like times 10? Doubled it. Doubled, Doubled. it. Doubled. Whoa. Doubled Damn. mode. Yeah. You're, you're like a you're like a gambler. You're like playing yeah. blackjack or something with yeah, your. Uh, I doubled down. I had a. Uh, I had two. Uh, two pair of nines. Two, pair yeah, of nines dub- came my way. I doubled the double, down. The double down KFC sandwich with yeah. no bread, just chicken bread. Yeah. <laughs> a pair of yeah, a pair of, a pair of fried chicken breasts came my way, so I doubled down. That will significantly improve your mental state. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all about mind, body, and spirit anyway. And um, the sides. Really, at KFC, it's all about the sides. That's true. You gotta get those the mashed potatoes and gravy. What about you, Aaron? You just um, doing what everyone's doing? Yeah, more or less. I mean, it's been quite a time. It's crazy because, like, social media is functioning in such a different way now. I feel like it's been such a crazy tool for sharing information about like protests and corruption and like exposing shit, but also it's like a double-edged sword, like people filming at these protests, like they're surveying the footage and like identifying people by like <coughs> clothes that they bought on fucking Etsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty disturbing to think about. Um, I mean, I, so, I've been trying to limit my social media uh time i kind of like 
checked how long I was scrolling every day and it was pretty significant. So I've, I've been trying to like limit that. I'm not sure how effective it's been because it's hard to just not <laughs> scroll for hours, but yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It is. It's, it's, it's kind of essential for keeping aware of everything, whether it be in regards to the virus or the movements that are happening, but it's also very easy to overwhelm yourself. And like, you know, if, if you wake up in the morning and you start scrolling, you're going to ruin your mood for the rest of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really hard to, uh, to stay, um, not like poisoned, brain poisoned if you're just like scrolling. So anyway, I, I think it's good. You know, I, I think we all have a, desire to stay on top of what's happening and like constantly be informed because that's kind of how social media works and like how the news works. But, um, I think it's also good to like give, give yourself a, like be consciously give yourself a break because, uh, it has not, it's, it's, it's not helped me on my mental state at all to be, uh, endlessly scrolling. (laughs) For sure. I mean, I've like, I've stayed off the gram. It's like, you know, even in the past, like, during just the just the pandemic it was like you know i would go just days without touching my phone you know it was just like too much shit and i was you know getting news updates on my like tv and shit but uh yeah and especially if you're not working because if you're working uh you're occupied you're you're not you know you're not looking at your phone all day but if you're not working which i wasn't working for several weeks uh it's very easy to just only be scrolling on your phone all day it's like not yeah my plan is like i don't really touch it at all during like the night like you know like six to like midnight and then like around like three in the morning before i go to bed i'll like scroll through instagram Mm -hmm. and read and read like stupid new york post articles and shit (laughs) yeah right just I can't sleep like, you know, like I'll like I'll be up to like eight in the morning, just like scrolling through like the news. And there's like so much fucking shit happening constantly now. It's like the media is doing like 24 hour news cycle like it's fucking 9-11. But it's because every four minutes, Trump does something fucking insane. Yeah, right. It's, so, ev- everything is newsworthy and it's treated with this weird breathless urgency that you feel like you need to be reading every every single thing that happens every day which well, not the only, only that, reason it, the only real reason it's like that is for you know business reasons for these massive companies to make money but right. um it's still it like, still affects you it's weird because it's like with 9-11 it was a 24-hour news cycle and it was all based on like one event that happened one day like obviously the war progressed and things happened that kept being talked about, but it was all like rooted in one day. Whereas now every single day is like shocking new information. Like how many coronavirus cases, how many deaths, what state it's like all the same topic, but it's like evolving at an insane rate, you know? Yeah. And I've seen a lot of comparisons between the virus and nine 11. And I, 
I think the main motivation for that is that there hasn't been like a globally captivating event on this scale since 9-11, but it's, it, it's not the best analogy because, um, yeah, like you said, it was one single event and it was visually very striking. It was kind of an iconic, and I don't mean to say this in a positive way, obviously, but it was, it was like the iconography of 9-11 is like burned into our brains, right? Like the imagery is like very strong and right. like that imagery was shown on tv every day for weeks and months and years basically um the virus doesn't have that same imagery to it and like the motive motivations of like the government in terms of like what they're using this event to accomplish are are different because it's uh, it's 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 both are very sinister but like you know the the government and 2001 used 9-11 to you know invade another country which was unrelated for, oil, yeah. for you know it, it was something that they were wanting to do for for a long time and they used it as an excuse to you know get public opinion shifted in, in support of it now that now it, it, it's similar but what we're seeing right now is they're trying to uh make mass death palatable Mm-hmm. Um, so that thousands of people will die and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's pretty overwhelming to think about, not only because of the sheer numbers, but because of like what they're trying to do with the situation. Like I, I, I'm getting headlines on my phone like every day about like, like this week about like, what was it, like seven out of the past nine days have set new highs and like new cases for the virus every day mm. every day it's but like they're still Texas acting if if you didn't know that if you didn't have those numbers you would think that the virus is gone is basically gone in based on well, how they're treating it yeah well, they're trying to reopen these is, cities a lot of it is the fucking republican governors of these states not just but, Republicans, it's the Democratic, it's it's anyone in power is, is trying to reopen these cities. Right, but the the states that are spiking the hardest are like Texas, Florida. They're like the states with the governor, the Republican governors that like refuse to go back and close shit up again until like today, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, uh, y- yes, certain cities are spiking now as opposed to a few months ago, but like New York was the worst city for a few weeks and uh it was it was notorious and in the world quite frankly epicenter in the world quite frankly i think right now whether it's intentional or not i mean it's some of it is obviously intentional because of just how the these things work but like new york is taking the as much good press as it can because for months it was it was seen as a failure as like the worst place for the virus in the fucking world. But now, you know, I saw a graph, it was like the economist graph and it was like, it was like new cases. And it said New York as one line and the rest of the U S as another line. And that graph is kind of meaningless in any other interpretation that, Oh, New York is doing something right now, which what maybe on a week to week basis, you can talk about like whether something is the right decision or not. 
But I don't think it's appropriate at all to say that New York has done a good job of managing this fucking disease because it's well, been an Qu- abject Cuomo disaster. Fucking, Cuomo like fucking mass killed all the fucking people in the nursing homes. Like 63,000 people got sent back with yeah. COVID. Yeah, it's it's unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. They're but at least outdoor brunch is back baby yep that's so, right folks uh, we can go to brunch go and again take a seat um, and don't worry the poor person serving your food will be wearing a mask yeah so you don't have to worry if they're bringing that virus from a poor neighborhood <laughs> um so you, yeah. you don't have to worry about it so y'all know i i did return to my service job on thursday yeah so God's i am one, i'm one of those people serving people at in the outside tables mm-hmm. and it's uh it fucking sucks bro i bet Are it's people no coming? good yeah i mean i worked like six and a half hours on thursday like limited like time limited space with the outdoor but mm. you know like there were certain people that came and sat there for like three or four hours you know yeah um the money uh yeah i don't know it's not um really worthwhile but since i'm only back one day a week uh i still qualify for unemployment um epidemic uh or the pandemic relief or whatever Mm. i feel like if someone if someone's doing outdoor dining or some shit during the pandemic and they don't tip you like 50 percent, you should get to shoot them in the head oh it should be a mandatory Huge like tip. A, it shouldn't should even be an optional thing. It should be a mandatory tip. It's so wacky. Well, um, my shit is I am not so at this spot, I you know, I bartend and I bar back, but I bar back at this place and um so I'm not standing at the front door with like the table like speaking to the customers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm not privy to what the you know, in a regular bar situation, like I collect the checks that are left on the bar. So I see the tips often Mm -hmm. now, since I'm not dealing with it and we're, um, card only no cash. If I'm not in front of the little fucking iPad, I don't know what the tips are like. And, um, it doesn't really matter that I'm not interacting with people because the other employee that is interacting with people is interacting with me. So it's like everyone he talks to, if they're sick, then I'm fucking, it's getting telephoned to me anyway there it's yeah it's no matter what you do there's still like a pretty significant risk and 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 what i'm trying to say is that they're trying to make that acceptable oh of Um, course and they're trying to make it like well if you get it uh, you know sorry well i had to take the train there and it was the first time i've taken the train since uh march and i would say i had to take the g to the r and it was like 25 minutes on the g straight so it's like if you're in one place and someone else is in that same car and they have it you know they say like if you're around someone for 15 minutes that's about like ample time for exposure so if you're in I actually got up and moved trains in the middle of the ride. Um, cause mm. I would say about 50% of people either didn't wear masks or were wearing their masks like 
wrong, like halfway, like their nose or like their mouth the was exposed. Yeah. yeah. Like for, for, for the whole ride. And it's like, that's 50%. I'd say 40% of those people were wearing it wrong and 10% didn't have masks, but there was literally no authority like mandating or watching or anything. Like when I ended up getting up, uh, like a group of teenagers came on uh, like halfway through the ride and sat like, you know, generally near me. And I'd say like four of them didn't have masks and they were like talking loud and like laughing and like, you know, the things that they say spreads the virus like further. And I was just like, fuck this. And I got up and went to the next car over and I was good. But is it really worth me taking the train there to make like $80. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And then I take a car home that costs like 25 bucks. I I'm, I'm like, I think I'm going to ask the owners and the manager to pay for my car there. Mm. So I don't have to take the train. And it's like, really, you can't afford 20 extra dollars a week. So someone can come keep your business alive yeah. because you're not doing it. But that's a conversation we'll have later, you know, if they say no. Yeah. It's well, yeah, it's the thing. It's like, it's instead of there being any meaningful support is your manager there working. So the manager is working or the the owner, the owners aren't there. They, even before all of this, they, they were like rare figures, you know, like th- if they saw me on the street, they wouldn't know who I was probably. And I've been there for a while. I think if owners want to keep their businesses together so bad, they should be working there every goddamn day. Well, that's what I'm saying. So the manager yeah. is there. So they're only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're closed on Monday and Tuesday. So the manager is working from home on Wednesdays and Thursdays, which doesn't make any sense to me because there's very little structure there. Like, Yes, Thursday was my first shift, so I mm. had to learn how they're running everything now. It was like a completely new job, you know? Mm. Um, and even the guy who I was working with, who had worked previous shifts since they reopened, didn't have answers for how to do, like, how to set up or, like, things like that. And I'm like, man, if we're going to be open five days a week, the manager has to be there every day in case there's any issues. And also they're saving money. I haven't run into this because I haven't worked a weekend there yet, but I probably will, but there's no security. So it's like someone's not wearing masks or like there's too many people out front, not social distancing. What the fuck are you supposed to do? That's why there's all these videos of like assholes coughing in bartenders and like restaurant servers faces when they tell them to wear a mask. It's like these people react like fucking freaks. It's insane. How are we supposed how are we supposed to like protect ourselves? Yeah. It's 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 like you're in an in an you are in an impossible position, right? It's well luckily right now I'm just back one day a week. Uh, I think it might go up to two at some point, but you know, it's like the the last email about the schedule we got was like right before phase three but like a day before that they canceled the indoor dining. And it was like, the email was like, we're going to see with indoor dining. It should be coming soon. When that happens, we're we're definitely going to need X amount more bartenders, this and that. 
and like, you know, the government was going to say it was okay. And then they were going to do it. Like, you know, just cause the government says it's okay. doesn't mean it's in the best interest of the people. Like just keep oh, that yeah. shit to go. Just keep it to go. I don't even think outdoor dining is good. I think it should just be to go for sure. I agree. Um, the, the, the outdoor dining at large can't really be, I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I don't have any numbers to support this, but like, that just kind of seems to me like the main purpose of like reintroducing the outdoor dining was kind of just in the interest of like, like maintaining this image of reopening when mm-hmm. I, I don't really think that many places are going to be seeing that much more business just because there's outdoor dining now, as uh, opposed to are. takeout. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it will, but, um, well, they're seeing more business for sure. I think, but, it's such a, it's like the way, it, think about it. If you have a successful business, like the place I work at is two stories. It's huge. So the rent must be mad high. Mm-hmm. So it's like to reopen, yes, they're making more than they were making when they were completely closed because they didn't do delivery because it's a bar. It wasn't mm-hmm. They have food, but it's not like a delivery restaurant. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. they're, Depends they're on making what more businesses, I guess. Yeah, but it's like it would be so sick to have a bar that was like a tiny little piece of shit bar that um, the capacity is like ten people, and then you could get the the loan from the government, and it's the same loan that the massive bar is going to get, and the rent is probably so much cheaper on your mm. tiny spot, right? And you probably get like a a million dollars from the government with mm. that loan, and you have fewer employees, so it makes it easier to like pay everybody. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's no, there's it, no, the, <laughs> I don't know if we had a, if, if we had a, uh, if we lived in a country that actually cared about its people, it would, uh, we wouldn't be dealing with any of this because they were, there would be support. But now all yeah. the, all of the support is left to trickle down further and further until it's literally you, Jeff, who has to, support yourself well, by taking a car so you don't get sick on the train, right? Like you shouldn't not, even have to be dealing with that. Not even just that, but let's say, so you have to have food to sell alcohol if you're a bar. Sure, right. So, yeah. so we, mm-hmm. we have two kitchen staff people that work in the basement kitchen and they're the only two employees and they run the, they do the food, you know? Uh, I usually have to run the food up the stairs to the customers. So I'm already like kind of a, a food runner server even though that's not my job title. So mm-hmm. now that they've come back, they don't have the, the kitchen open because one, they'd have to pay two more staff and they'd have to order a bunch of food inventory that could go bad and they would sit on it if it didn't sell. So now what we have is we have a like single serving like uh, electric pizza oven upstairs and like, uh-huh. and these like frozen pizzas. So now I'm cooking pizzas for people as well. Mm. And the oven only cooks one pizza at a time. So if you get like a table of four out and front. It's, and and it, is an, it, it is an easy bake oven. Basically. So if you get a table of four and they all want pizza and it takes like seven or eight minutes to cook each pizza by the time the last pizza is cooked the first pizza is has been sitting for like you know 
25 minutes. Yeah, that's insane. And <clears throat> it's going to, I have to stand in front of the little pizza cooker for like an hour <laughs> while these people wait for these frozen pizzas. It's oh, like, God. It's, you might, it's you, like, you might as, oh, that's so shitty. I can't, I can't even step away to do any other tasks because that reminds me of my old coffee shop job. That was terrible. Yeah. That's dude, the worst. It's like, it's like, an employee of a bowling alley that's like a catch-all it's like oh let me go pour the fucking nacho cheese on the chips while i while i get your shoes for you yeah. it's like dude yeah. there <laughs> it's it's exploited labor like totally adding all these extra responsibilities that are typically a security guard a cook a food runner all onto a bar back or bartender's responsibilities that's like saving five people's weekly salaries and not paying the one person that's shouldering it all anymore. Yeah. It's whack. And you're counting, and you're, on, to- you're counting on the poor service driving away few, few enough people to not, uh, be more significant loss than it would be to pay people their salaries to actually do separate jobs. So you wouldn't have to deal with bad, bad, uh, service. Yeah. And on top of it, it's like, who knows? It's like, you could be doing that for like, like a month and then the bar tells you that they're not making enough money to stay open and they close and then you just did all that risky shit to try to secure your job and then it's not even there anymore like what if what if you get sick in that those four trips that you have to take in one month if you work one day a week you know and i can't even imagine being like a waiter because i'll go on a walk i've seen some very disturbing photographs of tactical waiters taking people's the orders law. with like a fucking plastic it looks like a riot shield mask on and like oh i bought i bought the face mask i ugh. haven't worn it yet but i have the face shield yeah i was gonna wear it to work i brought it with me but i was inside mostly but it's like i walk past like restaurants that are doing outdoor dining and i think the law for the permit is you have to be six feet from any sidewalk where a pedestrian would come by and these tables are like right on the sidewalk and when you walk through you have to walk through like three tables of four so like 12 people all without masks like eating and talking to each other mm-hmm. and avoid and avoid the server like going back and forth and it's like it's not even safe to be a pedestrian and walk by these outdoor dining things i just i don't even get how somebody could like go to a restaurant, see their server wearing a face shield and mask and be like, this, I'm so glad that we're doing this. Like we needed this. Like, yeah. babe, we needed this. <laughs> this is like what yeah. we needed. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. I don't well, know. I, yeah, I get it. I'm so glad the girls it. are back together. Listen, I mean, I can't, you know, I wish I could fucking go to a bar and drink 500 gin and tonics in a row like we used to like well Aaron, ago, if, you're but- gonna, if you're gonna do that i uh i work next wednesday okay. in- <laughs> all that said uh please come to see jeff at work next one that's the thing is you can't even like conscious like you can't even uh consciously like promote your shifts online without feeling bad it's like please come give me money because i have to be here but you could also yeah. die if you do it. I, so I mean, like, if, I've if seen, you're stupid enough to go out, come visit me. Well, I've seen like a ton of viral threads of like people saying just straight up, I'm a waiter. Please do not come to eat. It's not worth it. 
And it's I like, was going to post something like that, yeah. but then it's like, it's like half promoting that you're at work. Right. You know, it's, it's like, I mean, I'm it's a waiter, hard. don't I'm, come, but really I'm, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. It's, it's like such a terrible position. Um, you just got to tell them where to throw the Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting till I work a Saturday shift. Cause I heard the first week the bar opened, the bartender made $7,000. And I'm just like, how, well, cause he's working alone and everyone mm. was ready to get out and he doesn't have to split it. He only had one other person working below wow. him, but it's yeah. like, how could you serve that much worth of money without coming in contact with someone in a not safe fashion? Yeah, literally. And be okay with it. It's like, well, I made this yeah. money, but money is temporary. Like what if I'm fucked up for like five months? And then it's like, the reason I want to convince the owners to pay for the, the Uber ride is because it's like, if I get sick, then their whole shit shuts down. If any employee gets sick, then that's it. That's yeah. it for them for, for weeks, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's in their best interest to make the people that have to come in feel safe getting there and being there, Yeah, you know? But everyone wants to save a buck, you know? Well, I mean, that's the game. You know, if you can push it as far as you can without... You know, <laughs> it's like, come on, fuckers. I know you got the government fucking uh, relief for it. They, I know they got it. You know, like you guys got like some money for this shit. I get it. It takes money to keep it open. But if you're yeah. not going to be the one keeping it open, then like, come on. Give a shit. I think all of this is to uh, psychologically take us to our breaking points so we have no other choice than to accept quote going back to normal uh which is a smokescreen for just accepting mass death right um because herd immunity is impossible at this point i'm pretty sure i mean herd immunity calls for like millions of Massive deaths death. <laughs> yeah that's you know it's that's that's inherent in that concept which is absurd see I would be okay with it if all the stupid people that didn't want to wear a mask were the herd immunity that fell apart. But the fact that they are going to spread it unknowingly to people that are trying to be safe is the fucked up thing. I, yeah. I would, I would even go a step further. I wouldn't even blame the individual for this. I, I think, uh, I think there's a it's lot of society and government. Well, it's specifically the government. I, I think, I think um, it's very easy to demonize the individual for not wearing a mask and turning into a, a you know freak on the street who's just like screaming and yelling at like service employees and stuff like that like that's i mean that's obviously like extremely disturbing to see about like, their, breathing their own co2 yeah gotta um, be careful with that um, yeah we're not we're not fucking trees over here uh <laughs> let's fucking grow uh but, someone, uh, let's fucking grow dude but uh, that is, uh, that is the topic of discussion. And like, those are the people being villainized, uh, because we have no reason to think that the government will do anything to help us at all. Well, right. Especially so, like, now, like the way that, so earlier when we were talking about comparing nine 11 and, yeah. um, this whole situation, I thought it would, I, I thought of this. It's just like, what if, run with me here, 
what if the reason Trump is being so nonchalant and delaying any type of response to the virus is a reaction to how hard Bush pushed after 9-11 and how that was met by the court of public opinion. And he's like, I don't want to pull a Bush, so I'm not going to move too fast on this shit. Everyone, well, Bush everyone had his highest running into Iraq. Bush, well, Bush had his highest approval ratings right after 9-11. Like anything Bush said went then. Right. Like he was super supported and it was actually like considered unthinkable to speak out against the government then. I think the most fucked up thing right now is that there's just no like outbreaks happening in governments. Like that would be so good. Like if I well, were to like, is. there are, they, there are, they're but they're staff. getting tested every fucking hour on the hour and they have access to like medicine and shit. Yeah. So like Trump has probably had it like four different times, which is but, crazy. Cause think. they're like, they're, they're like more tests me- leads to more positive, uh, coronavirus cases. And it's like, you guys are getting tested all the time. More than anyone, how come your numbers aren't going up, guys? Yeah. How come you don't have it yet, Trump? There's a, t- I mean, uh, there, there's got to be like a ton of fucking government people who have had it that just have well, access I mean, to like perfect medical care. There yeah. also are, especially in other governments in other countries, you know, yeah. like think about Brazil, like, like Boris Johnson England. too, like that <laughs> dude, like yeah. straight up should have died. Oh yeah. Like if Boris Johnson was any other dude except for the prime minister and he got that illness, he would have well, died. Bolsonaro got he, it. He's yeah. still, still around somehow, even though he's the like, reason, he's known for like going to the hospital. <laughs> but the reason Boris was able to make it is because him and Prince Andrew split a pint of 14 year old blood and recovered. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Peter Thiel actually like was like, <laughs> Hey, guess what guys? I know what cures the coronavirus. 14 year old blood. Bro, don't and talk shit about Peter Thiel. He's going to, He's, He's like lucky, lucky for you guys. I we mean, don't work for Gawker. Come on, yeah. we got these, we got these blood boys just waiting to get pumped. So, <laughs> so come on through. That's the other thing that's I'm like fucking glued to right now is just just Lane Maxwell. I'm oh like, my lord, re- dude. I'm ready. I'm ready for who fucking knows how day, that's gonna go. Every day I wake up and I'm like, is she dead? Is she dead yet? I don't know. I don't know what's. I mean, I'm not an expert on this stuff. We're not truing on over here, but uh, I I just simply have no what idea what's going to happen. I my I mean, my most realistic expectation is that they're going to uh get I don't know they're they're going to get enough out of her to manufacture some sort of conclusion. I feel whether that's that. Oh, no one was actually implicated, or oh, this one low-level person was implicated. I don't, I don't actually think they're gonna get any actual powerful people implicated in this because I, uh, I think what's gonna happen is she is gonna flip, but she's only gonna flip on um, Harvey Weinstein, Chris D'Elia, and um, you know, uh, <laughs> probably like. Jeffrey Epstein. She's just going to flip on the ones we already know about. Didn't Harvey Weinstein survive the coronavirus too? Who knows? He has it. He has it. Oh, but like I still? Think he, he's probably more worried about his uh, deformed genitalia. Oh, God. Damn. Um, you know. 
I don't know. I think I think Maxwell. I think it would be sick. People are saying that she probably won't flip on Prince Andrew because he is the one that introduced her to like the socialite society. Mm. But the, people are speculating that she's going to flip on Clinton, which I would fucking love to see. I mean, I would love to see it too. Um, I just I don't have any expectation that anything meaningful is going to come. I think it's purely managing her. I think they're just oh, they're they're I trying feel like to, they're trying to ca- tactically neutralize <laughs> anything that she would say. I, liberals I would be like, I'm still with her regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, person, it's, she's a, she is a girl boss. Yeah, the the other person <laughs> she's gonna say Maxwell girl bossed her way to the top. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Tina Fey will be pissed that she used girl boss, hashtag girl boss. Oh man. But uh I was gonna say the other the only other person she's gonna flip on is Kevin Spacey. I mean, yeah. Because like, there's those pictures of them sitting on the royal throne. <laughs> I just hope Dan Schneider finally gets his day. Because like there's there's been mad I mean, this is like a bit of a tangent, but like he's been like the most like known about guy that has had what i understand as like zero consequences for anything like not even like a public calling out it's all kind of just like twitter threads and stuff Mm -hmm. um but i wonder what it would take for that to actually happen like 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 make it newsworthy right because everything that you read about is is purely you know just you know on twitter or on tumblr or whatever or like blind item stuff but I'm just hoping after all this, finally, Kevin Smith will be held accountable for that tweet about his wife <laughs> and her uh, and her brown that's or the, whatever. That's the best tweet from of all like time. 2011. Yeah, I'm just hoping that finally someone will hold him accountable <laughs> for what he's done to people didn't, everywhere. Didn't he come clean about it on the 10 year anniversary? That it I was think a, there was yeah that it was, was a, a it was a dare. It was a dare. Was it? His, uh, that's what I read. Him and his wife made a dare to each other that if one of them lost the bet, whatever it was, that they would have to tweet out the worst possible tweet they could, oh, they could yeah. think of. His his wife with like nine hundred followers, or him with like <laughs> six million. Good bet. That's I, that's what I remember. I might be a little different than that, but that's what I remember the story going. I, I think the uh, the bet was probably like um, if the public pays attention to this, you have to make a cop out with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Yes. And right. Guess what? We got, we got more cops. Mm-hmm. Speaking well, of cops, dude, the show is gone. I didn't even know it was still on. First of all, I, I've always thought that cops was about the cops being bad because it's literally the song is bad boys. So I think he was about talking the, about the cops being bad. Even right. as a child, I was like, yeah, those cops don't seem too good. It would make sense that a reggae song about bad boys would be about police. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also possible that a reggae song about bad boys would be about gay people, too. Oh, because man. you know how, uh, how it is. And the Caribbean. Is it, is, the, is it particularly homophobic? Oh, Jamaica is like notoriously homophobic like oh, i didn't know that you never heard the term like body boy nope never like, heard that body boy uh, so very very homophobic culture no offense like i'm sure there's plenty of uh accepting jamaican people and you know i'm sure there's plenty of like 
OBGT, like Jamaican people that are like discriminated against. I mean, it, United, it's, Sta- uh, United States is, as a whole is pretty homophobic. Too. Oh, I agree. But it's so much, it's so much bigger that there's so much more of a spectrum of the people, you know, I don't know. It's the yeah. sheer amount of size and population. Sure. Um, are people still watching Brooklyn nine, nine now. I, Dude, I read the that fucking... it's, they're, they're, they're worrying God. about like, if they're going to keep it going, people. Okay. I'm sorry. I, we've talked about the office before. I grew up watching the office. I still think it's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to like defend it as a show. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need defending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why, and I think, the same thing, pops. I think the same thing about the, the two duplicate shows, Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because mm-hmm. it's all basically the same show. Yeah, they're uh-huh. all people are like, bending you over backwards. For the government. Literally, the people are bending over backwards to defend these shows, and they're like, "Hmm, okay, well, next season of Brooklyn Nine Nine, they should, uh, they should all resign on the show." And I'm like, <laughs> "Do you real like what? Like what the fuck are you talking about? Just like, just cancel the fucking show. Just start make Andy Samberg could make a new show about anything he wants. Like, why do you need to keep watching this stupid fucking show?" What if they make them all like super corrupt and like start violating all people's rights or they make them all get murdered or they make them all murder innocent people to be more true to life? How Brooklyn Nine-Nine made an epic stance for Black Lives Matter. Now on On the season premiere on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, every officer resigns at the very start. Wow, powerful. Now that is powerful. That's powerful. That's Every powerful. officer resigns and um and an autonomous zone is set up inside of the precinct and all of the people in it are like terrible criminals and they all they all accidentally kill each other right as the officers safely quit their jobs. Well, that's the unrealistic part about it is that cops would never resign in mass like that about this stuff i mean it's a fiction True. show but why would they it's a union job <laughs> yeah that I mean, that's exactly it's fucking you make uh, like 200k plus it is crazy though because it is kind of the first time where you can actually talk about how you hate the cops and no one will be like really well it's you know, funny because there are one definitely of our first- some bad cops <laughs> literally like, i've seen so- <laughs> i've seen like normies from my high school posting like shit on instagram that i would never expect them and it literally I, I is i understand like a lot of like the social media landscape right now is like fairly mimetic yeah. and like you know you're sh- you're sharing 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 and like yeah whatever um but the fact that these people would even be remotely anti-cop in the first place based yeah. on where we grew up is qu- actually quite interesting to me because you can tell that the actual paradigm of like public perception of cops at least from a certain set of the population namely young people is changing it it goes to show like people show you how they want to be seen like not that all of this is like insincere allyship or anything but i think that there are a lot of people that know that that shit is wrong because they see it echoed on their feeds and whether or not Mm -hmm. they believe it or not they want the perception to be that they are, you know, cool and with it. It's like I had a manager at the vegan diner, this total fucking tool, like fake punk who covered in tattoos, 
he's the one that fucked me over. And mm -hmm. um, he had a cab tattooed on his knuckles. And we were in the back of Post No Bills one day after work, like a bunch of people from the job, you know, that was like the work bar. And he and we're talking about cops, and I'm like, fuck cops, fuck all cops. And he's like drunk, being like, Oh yeah, like, you know what? I have ACAP tattooed on my hand, but you know what? Like, if something happens, who are you gonna call? Who are you gonna call? Are and you I'm like, fucking you kidding are, me? He has an ACAP tattoo <laughs> and he's saying hands. that shit. I'm like, Pick a you side, are the biggest. Bitch. Pick a side. Well, it's, it's because he's a fucking poser that, like, God, five dude. years earlier wanted to be cool punk and get, like, as many tattoos as possible. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you are such a fucking, like, like social hopper. Like, oh, these punks are going to think I'm cool. So I'm going to get this ACAB tattoo. Are you sure that ACAB didn't stand for all cops are beautiful? I are, mean, all cops are bosomous. Maybe all cops uh, are. I mean, truthfully, truthfully, what it what it probably stood for is all callouts are bullshit because he was accused of some fucked up shit. So oh, I could see it okay. stand, interesting. standing interesting. for all, all callouts are bullshit. Um, <laughs> I I wish someone would take a snippet of this podcast and send it to um, <laughs> send it to someone I don't know. This guy, just some random guy named Joshua Robinson, but. Um, <laughs> If you know someone name named Joshua, maybe you might have to bleep named, that out, dude. I, I don't want to get in if, trouble. If, if you know someone named Joshua Robinson who either lives in New York or Philadelphia, please do not send a clip of uh, us making fun of his all call outs are beautiful and uh, pro cop rhetoric. Uh -huh. um, hopefully, hopefully, was it, no was it next that. to his? Was it next to his anarchy symbol, like the A in the circle, and um, uh, it pro it the Joker saying, like, "Why so serious?" When you have it probably says like chef, like uh, chef, we chef, or um, I don't know. I just hope no one hears this and shares it with anybody um, because you know <laughs> it, it definitely, yeah, it definitely, it definitely wouldn't stop any women from going through any type of abuse or uh, oh, God. any person from you know the verbal abuse or anything like that. So if you if you know someone. Or anyone you know, know someone named Josh Robinson. Please do not, uh, do not share any of this podcast with them. Please, he, I that, certainly won't. <laughs> that dude had a tough life though, because when you got such a suburban name like Joshua Robinson, you got to do a lot to make yourself seem like you're not from some like rich suburb. You know what I mean? You got mm -hmm. you got to put up some stats so you can yeah. you can be in the you could be on the SEO at the top of the Google. Otherwise, sure. you're just gonna get lost in the fucking mix. You know? For mm -hmm. sure. I will say, um, so on the social media thing, I think that it's like, it's really good to like, A, like, I guess let people have the moment of like realizing that stuff's bad, like yeah. letting people have the wake up calls and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it kind of has been a lot of people that I know from like high school being like, damn, just found out about racism. That's that also sucks. it too. It's like that me, yeah. like literally, it's like it's ingrained in my head. Like that's like they might as well have done this, like the little hands on the head thing, just like that yeah. guy. It's well, racism. Are from racism like, stop from like, seriously. Yeah. I used to get in so much trouble at work for talking about like cops just being like terrible, and now it's like completely normal and fine. Yeah, and it's just like what's going on. <laughs> well, remember, remember in one of our first episodes, we had to edit out me saying "kill cops" 
telling telling the uh, the <laughs> listeners that all well, that was die. just because we were starting out and we didn't know how strict <laughs> they would be. As Brad's <laughs> but now, you. Na- now Apple Podcast is going to hear this and they're going to bump us to the top as I hope revolutionary. So. I hope Rush, so. Rebel- Best new yeah. revolutionary podcast. Yeah. We're going to be on Podmass on uh, AV Club. It's mm-hmm. going to be like these guys were ahead of the curb when uh, they hated cops when no one did. <laughs> <laughs> we flattened the curve on cops. Uh-huh. Fla- um, flatten, flatten the curve on liking the police. It was so funny. I'm in my uh, hometown's Facebook group uh, for to see some boomers get pissed at stupid shit. And like one of my classmates posted like, Hey everyone, because I'm from Massachusetts. They're like, hey, hey everyone, uh, we're looking to, uh, you know, get some police reforms through in uh, state of Massachusetts. So please uh, check out the check out the bill here, and uh, if you if you're planning on voting, please vote for this X Y Z. And I read through the bill that was being proposed, and it was quite honestly like very milk toast, like. Mm-hmm. Just you know, banning chokeholds and like banning <laughs> racial profiling, you know, it's like very like that completely thing, meaningless shit like that. That thing um, that was but, like you but, have to warn them before you can shoot them. Yes, you must give you must give them a verbal warning five seconds before you <laughs> fucking fill them with lead. Um, yeah. but it's like the, come on, Massachusetts, if you're gonna write new bill, put up your boys, get fucking Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to write it. They're fucking Academy Award winners for writing, and they're Massachusetts fucking. I'm sure everyone will love it. I'm sure it'll have some pro cop rhetoric and some anti, anti. Yeah, really. um, Our boys in blue, uh, they deserve to go to Duncan without getting uh, an iced coffee over the head. But they they should be nicer to people. And Ben Affleck's like, as the star of Gone Girl, I know what it's like to be wrongly accused of a crime. <sighs> Listen, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen that actually. We uh. <laughs> In Massachusetts. To to finish my thought, uh, there was some fascist comments in that thread. It was actually like, like I knew that like all the fucking Republicans who live in my town are are fairly uh, beyond saving, but uh, I didn't expect them to freak out that much. At and it wasn't even a a cab fuck cop sort of post where it was like trying to like stoke like get piss people off and like start an argument. It was straight up this like. Hi guys, please inform yourselves on this position. They were like, "How dare you, uh, young lady, come into my th- my fucking Facebook group and and tell me what to do? This is so dangerous!" Like just like paragraphs of text. Like they were like they couldn't even handle it. Um, well, that's the best thing about people on social media right now, um, because everyone is so quick to say whatever pops into their head. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to spot out the fucking bootlicking. Uh, police apologists and the racists who either don't say anything or you know fucking hint at their like racist or xenophobic or like fucking Mm anti-asian slants on shit and it's like oh okay well now i know who you fucking are i can unfollow you and i can unfollow you and uh that's really helpful to know who's a fucking piece of shit yeah people are well keep sharing it you still, I, I still see. Well, you still see some liberals trying to play both sides, but mostly I see people picking a, a side. You're either, you know, pro cop or anti cop. You, you can't really be one of the. You can't Listen, really be folks, both. There's right. there's a good chunk of cops that that don't beat their their spouses, mm. and so 
they're mall cops. They're uh, Paul Blart. Paul Blart, yeah. Because they don't have guns, you know. Is Paul Paul Blart was kind of the one the one good cop when you think about it? Is he is he a good? I haven't seen those movies. Is he a I mean, good I, cop? He was he was honestly stupid. Like he was stupid, but in an honest way. But like cops are like really stupid, and they're not honest about it. You know what I mean? I mean, there are so good there's cops a beauty to the honesty. There. Is Paul Blart propaganda? Yes, but what I'm saying is there are good cops out there. There are you can Hashtag look them up Paul online. Paul Blart is over party. No, the the thing is, there's good cops out there. You can look them all up online. I'm sure there's plenty of articles about them. Just type in cops commit suicide, and you'll find them. You'll <laughs> find all the in, good ones out there. Type in Christopher Dorner. Uh huh. Oh, he wasn't a cop though. He was. He was in the military, or was he a cop uh, too? I think he did both. I think he was I in think the military, he was and then he was a yeah. cop. When you're a uh, in the military, you're just called an international cop. <laughs> it's the same international idea. police. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I cop. Well, uh, that's been a lot of heavy subject matter to catch up on, but I do want to bring it around because we had a very necessary cultural moment a couple days ago, which is the release of a hundred Gex and the Tree of Clues. That's Isn't true. it a thousand a thousand gecks in the tree of clues? I see I haven't been I haven't paid attention too much to it though because I've been having a really tough time for the past couple of months because I have nobody to listen to Zarika with. Because normally what I do is every year I'd get a couple of friends to bring their record players over and we'd all put on one of the discs of Zarika and we'd give it a listen. Um, but because of this whole, you know, this the social distancing thing, I haven't been able to get the proper setup for a five turntable system are you talking about yeah. the flaming are you talking about the flaming the flaming, yeah, flaming lips <laughs> so my I, friend, my friend that? had that in high school i've been protesting music because i haven't been able to listen to zurika that's I a good point do that, that's a good point i normally do that on april t- 21st so bro i'll bring my fucking uh crosley over uh well, yeah and I, we'll, I, we'll I, set it up six feet apart from each we'll other jam. i i worked at the record store when it was the record store day that Zurico was first released on vinyl because it was initially only multiple CDs. And um, the store bought so many of them because the Flaming Lips released the year before was like limited and sold really well and was like sought after and expensive. Yeah. So the store bought so many copies of Zurika and they probably still have like 40 copies. To yeah, because like, the primary buyer of that album is going to be someone who owns multiple turntables, which no is way. very pri- few people. Pri- the primary buyer is going to be a collector that never listens to it once. Yeah, that or, is a or a reseller's item. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a collector's it item. It's yeah, like when they put that it, USB it in a skull. <laughs> Cues it up in Dude, uh, the USB in the gummy skull. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Dude, I, mean, I want to taste was, the gummy skull. That was before Wayne Coyne was like soft canceled. She soft Wait, canceled. What happened? Oh yeah. Well, I mean. So have you ever have you guys ever seen the Flaming Lips documentary like the Fearless Freaks? No, no. So it was on Netflix like ten years ago, but you can you can find it on like Prime or something, mm-hmm. which sucks. Or just fucking get it illegally. I recommend. But uh, yeah, it's it's like a documentary about like the history and like the evolution of Flaming Lips. But it was made at a time when they were still like a huge like pitchfork powerhouse. Uh and it's a lot about like where they grew up in the small town of like Oklahoma and Mm -hmm. you see like a really 
big focus on like Wayne Coyne's family life, how he's like a family man and a man around town. And he's highly respected, you know, like their hometown made race for the prize, the fucking, the song of the, the town officially. And I feel like they have a street named after the, after them. It's um, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But then right after, like a couple of years after that doc is when Wayne Coyne started like, collaborating with Miley Cyrus and doing all this shit. And what happened was he like, I feel like he cheated on his wife and got divorced and went kind of insane and went like very social media, public young people heavy and was acting like he was 22 instead of like 55 or whatever the fuck. Hmm. Um, And I think he has, it's like rumored that he's like, a little bit like creepy and weird and kind of asshole, which sucks because you know, hmm. soft bulletin and like everything <clears throat> prior to it was fucking awesome. I have like a, a lot of Flaming Lips records, but I hear he's kind of a a douche, which completely goes against the documentary well, um, portrayal documentary, of him. Yeah, that's going to be usually fairly. Wayne, but I Wayne kind of seems like a townie that just like would hit it hit on like 17 year old girls that snuck into like the neighborhood bar at like Woodstock, New York. Right. But then <laughs> I in get like that vibe from him immediately. But then in like 2015, he uh-huh. decided he wanted to be a TikTok star before TikTok came out is like what happened. Really? Damn. I don't how, I'm, I'm like not a huge Flaming Lips fan and I don't really know that much about him other than he has crazy hair. TikTok's so, getting banned, baby. I don't, I, I don't think Chinese it's going to be banned. I don't think it's propaganda. I don't think it, it'll be banned. It's it's too big of an app for them to ban it. Uh, only well, you know it's all it's all because all the news reports saying that that's what fucked up the Trump rallies, TikTokers and K-popers. I mean, so that's yeah. why Trump wants to get rid of it. <laughs> it's like so stupid. It's like the dumbest reason ever. Like it's they say, silence. oh it's, oh, it's surveillance, it's, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because not yeah. every single application. I prefer, that you I prefer have to have all of my daily movements and location being tracked by American corporations. Exactly. Not I mean, ones. what it is is suppression of speech because anyone that's built a platform on there no longer has the ability to reach people with their thoughts. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's not suppression of speech because it's a company and it's like we're like um, protesting like Chinese companies. So it's really a legal corporate thing. And it's like, no, it's you don't like the voices that are on it because they're not pro your rhetoric. Yeah. yeah I, I don't like know. TikTok is pretty the... restricted anyway. And what you can even get away with posting like shit gets taken down all the time there. It's the not even military particularly... TikTokers have, have really been falling off recently. Like there's not as much of them like doing fake gun cocking and slowly putting on more camo. Well, they all got the virus from not wearing their masks. Mm. So that's what they haven't had a lot of time to, to talk lately i I just thought i think tiktok's one of the few things that like manages to like distract me from how bad the world is sometimes and if they got rid of it i'd probably hop out that damn window (laughs) right next to me yeah there's some pretty interesting shit on it's the repost at least like that thing yesterday with the 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 woman where it was like when he wears gray sweatpants and that dude was just like (laughs) Yeah, so there's Eco 2K and Blade. <laughs> Do you think like the TikTokers when they heard the news about this were getting like post-traumatic uh, PTSD from like when Vine stopped? Well, they, yeah, because like, because a, a ton of the fucking popular TikTokers came straight from Vine. 
Like that, all well, of the Vine stars yeah. are on TikTok now because it's like this. It's like the success. The same thing. Yeah, um, I think it's time to get on musically. You know, we should all just switch well, back that's to what, musically. Well, musically became TikTok. <laughs> I I know, but if they change the name, think about how confused Trump would be. He'd be like, what "The fuck is musically?" Yeah. I guess it's chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, these acapellas are weird. <laughs> we gotta Love roll it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna actually ban it. You drink a Bud Light kick? <laughs> no, it's a cider. Oh, it's okay. um, uh, it's a down east. Uh, down um, east has yeah. a similar like a, type design as a Bud Light. More like a down under. Well, they cider, redesigned you know I mean? the can like two year two years ago. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're gonna ban TikTok. But yeah, Tree of Clues that came out. Yep, I'm obsessed with it. It's pretty that, good. It's I've great. listened. The AG Cook Money Machine remix is perfect. That song's been I out love, for a while, though. It has, but I hadn't really listened to it too much until Got the you. album I mean, came out, and I was like, "Oh," because I had listened to it once, but I wasn't. I guess I wasn't listening to it closely. The but then, like as an yeah, opener to the baby. album, it's like literally like, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, um, Umar also. Umar, yeah. friend of the pod, Umar killed it on the the second ring. Yeah, remix. that was that amazing. Shit. The sound design, I honestly. On that that's one, that's the one really. that. That's the one I'm like throwing on repeat. That pretty one's much. Shout out Umru. Shout out to that Umru. We should have Umru back on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That in the uh, hand crushed by a mallet. The last one, the no, thank you. Is that oh, what it's called? Both, both of them, and the Fall Out Boy one is also insane. The Fall Out Boy one so with sick. the Kyoto singer. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so good. It's like it's like it's just so good. I'm, I yeah. I okay. I I admit I had a straight up awful day on friday or thursday uh-huh. and friday uh really really bad and um i then i remember that album was coming out and i it could not have come out at a better time for me because i, I literally needed something like that because i was having a really bad time well, that's fair the um, sick thing about that that song in particular is so it's got chiodos and fallout boy so what it does is it takes music that I loved when I was 15 and puts it in music that is made for 15 year olds, bridging the gap, <laughs> bridging the 15 year gap yeah. between 15 and 30. This where is everyone. This is can the get millennial board. Gen Z bridge collab- that we this need. This is the collab. Yeah. Wayne Coin is probably dying to collaborate with the hundred gex. Yeah. He's probably DMing them on Instagram every day. And they he's, just are like, ignoring <laughs> it. It's like, Hey, Hey, he, Hey, Hey, Hey. Yeah. He's like, me and Miley really want to chill. Me, it's too bad China Chalet is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Rest yeah, right. in peace to China Chalet. I never actually ha- uh, even heard of that before it got closed down. I'm a fake yeah. New Yorker, I admit, but uh, it seems it uh, seems it like was, a significant loss uh, based nah, on what I've heard. It was a big it, loss, huge it was with loss. Like a, it was it was bigger with like than a, the dance. Yeah, like the half step generation above y'all's age gotcha. was like in it's like like i think like which neighborhood was it it's in uh, it's in the financial district financial district oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh okay that that yeah that, that's well, why it, that's for like all like the a, jokes about like the like where people are like oh you know what i think i might start hanging out in lower manhattan and like become dude, what like, everything's closed at six china chalet <laughs> but it was like that's where like mary kate and ashley would like host parties and shit oh. you know what i mean uh, it was like, you know, like a, you would see like famous people there. And like mm. during the day, it was a Chinese restaurant. And at night, it was like an event party space. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm sure it 
sucked like as bad as any other fucking cool hip New York bar, which all equally suck as mm-hmm. we all know anyone that lives outside of new york is like oh i can't wait to go there in august and go to china chalet and see birdies because i know it from the memes it's like all right and then you get there and you're like fuck that bathroom line's kind of long <laughs> this sucks let's go to the i love the idea of someone going to like new york and just going to places they've seen and like New York memes. Yeah, they 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 scroll through y'all's pages to like uh, pick bars legit. to go to. <laughs> I, I've had people based on how like, mean you guys are to the bar. Well, I've had people I know, like acquaintances that I'm friends with on Instagram, like visiting from Florida or something, and they're like, "I'm gonna go to Birdies. I saw it in the memes and shit like that." And I'm just like, "Well, you know, the memes are making fun of it because it sucks." <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you uh go definitely drop my name <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah uh they'll be like who who oh that guy sucks he talks shit about us <laughs> even though we're really just driving their fucking business up by talking shit about them uh, i'm trying to evangelize my younger cousin into getting into radiohead because he revealed that he was a big dj shadow fan and so uh-huh. I, I thought that i would take t- take the opportunity to to send him a weird fishes link um the way the way to do that, that is you like, liked it you that go rules. hey you go hey check this out and then you play him a muse song and he's like that's pre- <laughs> he's like he's like that was pretty good and then you're like no, you start Wait. with cold, and then you start like, with cold play yeah and then and you then go to you muse. muse and then and he's like that shit is awesome and you're like oh yeah and then you play radiohead and he's like damn that other shit so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're, gotta, we're moving up Five levels at a time. We're just we're so y'all know. Coldplay, Coldplay is a gateway drug to Radiohead. Certainly, it's a it's that's an how, epidemic. That's basically how I. That was my pipeline for sure. That's dangerous. Fuck, my yeah, computer's yeah. gonna die. King. Uh oh. All, All right, right, I'm gonna keep recording. Though. Give me using, two seconds. Using the laptop with no cable. What? Reckless. Reckless. Reckless behavior. <laughs> Honest, since the Meth Syndicate episode, I keep listening to that mashup with that yeah. and uh, ACDC. <laughs> yeah. And every time an the all-timer. vocals come in, I I hysterically cry. Yeah, it's good. It That's never fair. it never doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's good. It's an all timer. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's a really good so, impression, Jeff. It was. Right? Hey, have you ever thought I'm about pretty- doing impressions? Dude, the fact that you mentioned that is actually insane because uh-huh. I know we've, we've played it on the pod before and I've talked about it on many, many episodes. But again, I have fallen into the pattern of watching um, that guy do impressions of no, don't say ca- it, dude. characters don't say from, fam- it, dude. from Family Guy. <laughs> dude, don't say it. Over uh, wrecking wrecking ball on America or on they've got talent or whatever and Simon Cowell like praising it and I've been not only watching it every day but starting to practice the voices. So I, I <laughs> my That's... Peter Griffin wonder uh, wrecking ball has gotten pretty good. Do it. It's gotten pretty good. Yeah, now you have to do it. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push play. 
All right, ready? Three. Uh, here, here we have. Uh, you're doing it as Peter Griffin. You said. No, I'm doing. I'm doing a variety of characters. Just okay, like so he does on the thing. Not, not just Family Guy either. It's a. It's a. Oh wow. Okay. They're, they're just. They're just characters. All right. So it's a medley of a menagerie of characters. You might say. Um, yes. Uh, it's the a, song, you know, the 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 song "Wrecking Ball" by Miley Cyrus, uh, as performed, as, perfor- by as interpreted by Jeff, the guy from uh, American Idol or whatever the fuck he's yes. British, some some shit like that. All right, here we go. Clawed, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. We kissed, I fell under your spell. I love, no one could deny. Don't you ever say, I just walked away. I will always want you. I can't live a lie Running for my life I will always want you Give me like a wrecking ball I never hit so hard in love All I wanted was to break your walls All you ever did was wreck me Yeah, you wrecked me guys thanks wow. for listening that was so thanks, beautiful thanks for coming back uh thanks for being here and uh we love you and we have some episodes we uh recorded prior to our hiatus that may pop up in some form uh, yeah we'll, we'll slot them in eventually you know we have some sick guests on those that uh spent some time talking to us so now wasn't the moment but you know it'll they'll either pop up as like a bonus episode or maybe like if you want to uh check out our patreon.com <laughs> no don't you're not allowed to be serious about the patreon yet it doesn't exist doesn't who said exist I'm being yet. serious well okay well if 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 we do end up setting up a patreon we will let you know uh who said i'm who said i'm being serious aaron <laughs> Don't listen, you listen, ever I, say I just walked away. I will always want yeah. Did you guys, oh, did you guys of, just do the the rest of the podcast without me? When I yeah, the beer? sorry, King. Sorry, King. Oh my um, God! No, I, I just also watched the. This is my closing thought. I just watched the Dark Knight all the way through for the first time last night. And what? Uh, didn't even give me. I have to ask. Uh, why so serious? Why so serious? <laughs> um. Yeah, good good fucking question. Uh I, I am literally without words that you saw that for the first time. Me too. Yesterday. I've seen it in, I've seen parts of it, but I never sat down and watched the whole thing. You're like um, I've I've seen it in fifteen I've seen like hundred and eighty-five clips of it in fifteen minute increments <laughs> exactly. over the past like eight years. Yeah. Like I'm a little fiction. upset that I wasn't given like any space to talk about why people that hate the last of us part two are wrong and stupid <laughs> that hate what that hate what the, the last of us part two maybe we can talk oh, about that on the next episode because i'm sure that could be uh we should get another gamer on the podcast and we can talk about the discourse we can flesh that out as a as a whole separate discussion Jeff loves gaming do who who do we know that is a celebrity gamer 
I don't know. Maybe Ninja I don't would know, come but on. We're going to get Josiah Hughes to start playing Call of Duty with us. Oh, Aaron yeah. Bought, Aaron bought Call of Duty. Josiah plays Call of Duty. We're all going to start yeah. playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be good at Call of Duty to make up for my entire middle school existence of being bad at it. Speaking of Josiah Hughes, uh, he keeps hitting me up to do a uh, a Blink-155, you wouldn't download a podcast, um, Twitch stream crossover. So be on the lookout for that. Y'all have to come and do Stay it with, tuned. with us. So uh, we're going to bring our fans together so mm-hmm. um, everyone has an easier idea of who to hate in the world. <laughs> it's um, the main objective of our podcast, for sure. We just want to get sure. everyone in one place so everyone knows, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I missed the whole wrecking ball thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it you'll you'll hear it. Yeah. All right. It was I, uh, I did I did Miss Piggy. I did uh, Elmo. I did uh, Stewie. <laughs> I did um, Peter Griffin. The only mm-hmm. voice I didn't interject that I've been working on independently of all this for some time is uh, Stevie from Eastbound and Down, which uh, my girlfriend absolutely recoils at anytime I do it. Mm. But um. It's like when I do my We'll Gollum save that for the next episode as well. You'll know. have time to prepare. I, I think- Goodbye. <laughs> Leave us. <laughs> we must end the episode. Oh, oh, wait, back. hold on. <laughs> I didn't know we had a guest on this episode. He just turned his mic on. Yes, Gollum, Gollum was me. in the Zoom chat the whole time and just turned his mic on. Wait, I, I thought that was Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Oh, you're right. It is Ben Shapiro. I'm sorry. Logic and reason. We must look at it. No, Pro Tools, dude. Actually, that's where you're wrong. All right. Yeah, it's just in there. All right, folks. Have a good week and stay safe. Bye. 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 Next time. Bye. Swimming in